Soul Talk Podcast is your guide to all things wellness. Join me, your host Carla, as I take you through the many topics and questions that we need to be asking ourselves to improve our health and lifestyles. From food for medicine to women's health hormones and understanding our menstrual cycles, let's get the conversation started today. It begins with us. So welcome to the Yin Yoga with Dennis episode. I am so happy to introduce Dennis onto this episode with me. We're going to talk all things yin, so we're going to dive into that. Just want to introduce you first to our wonderful guest, Dennis. So Dennis Jackson Wade has been practicing yoga since 2006 and has been teaching since 2012. He was taught at Flow Studio eight years ago, assisted teacher training with Flow Academy and until recently managed Flow Studio Belfast for almost two years. Dennis is a vinyasa flow and yin yoga teacher with a strong emphasis on using the breath to slow down and bring about transformation and healing. This month, he opens his online monthly member yoga community on his website, which is yogawithdennis.com. As well as this, he's also launching audio classes on Spotify. Very exciting. Dennis also has his own podcast, which is called Spaces Between Us, and you can find this on Instagram and Spotify and all the other listening channels. His podcast discusses the effect that yoga has on people in the community. Dennis can also be found teaching at Yoga Quarter, Avenge CrossFit Mollusk, and online. He is very passionate about mental health awareness and being your true, authentic self. As well as talking all things yin, we will also talk all things mental health, all things anxiousness, all things stress and anxiety. And Dennis really opens up in this episode, so let's take a look at how our chat went. So, Dennis, welcome. Thank you for having me. There's <laughs> <laughs> the giggles. That's, I know. that's what I wanted. Um, <laughs> some giggles and a few tunes as well. Yeah. Like sing me a song. Um, yeah, welcome. So, just a bit of context for um, everyone listening. Um, so, me and Dennis's kind of journey as well started knowing each other through yoga, obviously. And you were always my teacher and one of my faves as well. Because you always make me laugh during <laughs> class and you always get right under the hips as well. Um, and then now we're colleagues, I suppose. Now we're colleagues at Yoga, yoga Quarter. Quarter. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> um, and then now we're doing podcast stuff together. So, um, yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of my stuff so far has been all about food and nutrition and... Um, Natru- naturopathy or how you actually say it from the pros is naturopathy oh, right. um, herbalism and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and and then I'm like hello yoga, yoga is your thing so bring it more um, into the podcast so um, but yin is not my thing mm-hmm. um, and yin is totally your thing you're the, the yin god <laughs> uh, <laughs> the god of the yin <laughs> um, that's your official title by the way so uh-huh. Yeah, I thought I'd get you on um, and have a chat because you said something recently. I think we were just talking on Instagram. Uh, you must have slid into my DMs. <laughs> um, and we were talking about um, like 
yin and Chinese medicine and that. So I was mm-hmm. talking to you about maybe doing some training in yeah. yin. I think that's mm-hmm. what it was actually. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was having one of those days where, so for me, like vinyasa is my background, as you know, and like fast paced sweat basically is mm-hmm. like my thing. But now I'm starting to mellow on that a wee bit and I, and I never appreciated yin before at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. because it's so slow and, but now I'm like, so beautiful mm-hmm. like it's, oh, it's so so nice and um, so now I appreciate it Um, so I think I was craving a class the other week and I was like Dennis get me a link <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so tell me a bit about like your experience with yin and maybe mm-hmm. like where you fell into because you're a vinyasa teacher as well yeah well I started doing yin I was practicing yin and not even knowing that I was practicing yin. Mm-hmm. So way back when, whenever I was starting off my yoga journey, um, when was that, like 2006 or something like that there, and I was doing like my Reiki, I had done like my Reiki achievement and I was doing like lots of like healing and, and on myself and things like that. Mm-hmm. Then I would get, I would like get onto the ground and I would just practice yoga poses on the floor whenever I was doing like my, my recce and I would end up staying in them for like long periods of time mm-hmm. and then it turns out that well yeah I was practicing yin and didn't know mm-hmm. um, so yeah and yin was always like a really home practice for me like I've always found it hard to motivate myself to be like okay let me do like a really active practice at home but back then I was doing like a lot of a younger yoga and I was practicing a lot of Bikram yoga mm-hmm. so Stop a lot of bite him a peanut butter ball here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a lot of the like you know hot yoga in a mirror 90 minutes in the sweat room you mm-hmm. know so I gravitated towards something else whenever I was in the house whenever I couldn't get to like a Bikram yoga studio mm-hmm. um, or an younger class with Claire um, and that's kind of where I started and my personality is kind of like really effervescent and really kind of hyper and I know um, and everything and <laughs> I love it I love the crack absolutely love the crack but I need to have something that really brings me back to earth and really mm-hmm. brings me back into a place where I'm just like okay Dennis can you at least be still <laughs> and then when you're there can you at least breathe and then when you're there can you can you try to find the quiet yeah. you know and all those qualities they all happen in yin mm-hmm. you know so in yin like you find the pose you find the shape of the pose for you. Mm-hmm. There's no like alignment cues in yin. There's no, it's just like find the shape, settle in, relax into the shape and be in it for a period of time and then be still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're sitting right by a window here at Yoga yeah. Quarter, so. Um, <laughs> the busy Newton Arts Road? Recording in the beautiful um, quietness of Yoga Quarter on the... <laughs> mentalness of the Upper Nightmare Road so yeah. yeah anyway um, back to what you were saying I, lo- I loved actually you touched on a really important important point um, that is not just about yin yoga but everything um, from a yoga perspective um, this really does my head in right so like from a family perspective with friends with like you know everyone in your life thinks you're a yoga teacher should you not be really calm yeah <laughs> you know should you not like have your shit together 
and you actually really touched on it because it's like no we're, I'm actually like crazy I ask that's why I do yoga because mm-hmm. it chills me out yeah <laughs> most of most of us well not most of us a lot of us come to yoga for you know keeping fit mm-hmm. and and or for like cross training from the gym but then a lot of us come to yoga because we've gone through like mental hardship in life or mm-hmm. we have we need something to balance like a really stressful career or you know things like that and when people find out that I am a yoga teacher you know when I introduce myself and people kind of maybe know me from social media or um, know me through a friend of a friend or whatever they're like you're a yoga teacher <laughs> because I am a bit on the mental like like loud kind of wacky sort of side and people are like right okay and then yeah some people are like are you not supposed to be like really calm and really chill and I was like uh, I have a temper like nothing normal like I, I will fly off a handle like nothing normal and that is something that you know I have been working on for years like trying to like mm-hmm. calm things down and learn but we're, we're human beings and we're you know we've uh, you know we're conditioned up into a certain way because mm-hmm. of like how we grew up and you know all of the things and yeah, yeah calmness comes and goes mm-hmm. you know it's the, the, the zen like qualities they sometimes only come and rest with you for a wee while and I know then they're away again whenever Unfortunately. you're fighting traffic or oh that's it or do you know somebody's just, crossed you <laughs> yeah which happens because as you say we're human like I have a family nickname um, sometimes I get called angry Buddha <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like yeah well do you know it is what it is because I I have a really bad temper as well, like super bad. We're going off on a tangent, but this is important. I, I mean, think. hopefully, like over years of practice, we can learn, you know, triggers and like I'm doing a lot of shadow work at the mm-hmm. minute, which is, you know, looking and I have been for over a year, which is <laughs> being aware <laughs> of the fire. Um, which is um, shadow work so being aware of what my triggers are being aware of mm-hmm. your own uh, downfalls right. you know your own things that you know that you have about yourself that aren't ideal things that you don't like about your personality mm-hmm. and part of part of uh, doing shadow work on yourself is acknowledging that they are present and being like yeah I have these things but I'm currently working on them mm-hmm. rather than pretending that they're not there and being like all oh, in denial and being like mm-hmm. oh oh no I'm not like that you know I'm so perfect I'm so perfect. so perfect yeah I'm great and this and it's like yeah. no I am these things and I am working on changing and I'm working on evolving and you know your yin yoga practice that does help me to slow down and it does help me to observe things in a bigger picture a bigger lens like I know whenever I make a mistake mm-hmm. but in the moment I know that sometimes like you can just be raging um and then looking back on it or you know, and, and it's usually not looking back on it months after soon after you can be like yeah yeah like i really but in that moment my trigger just you know went off but your shadow work really comes into effect with your yoga practice because because of the the because of the time that you're in a yoga pose and yin it's a prolonged period of time so anywhere three minutes is usually a minimum and it can go right the whole way up to 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. um, even sometimes 20 minutes if you're only doing a few poses. Um, and in that space of quiet, 
you don't have anything to do but you're sitting with yourself mm -hmm. so you really have to get there's a lot of discomfort and not physical discomfort although that is present in yin as well mm -hmm. there can be a lot of mental discomfort because you actually have to face who yeah. you really are when you're there yeah you know and that can be the hardest thing of all totally and it's like you know what what i would say to my students as well is that don't always expect that you're gonna come out of your practice feeling like wow you know that was so amazing i'm so relaxed that was that was great because i'm so enlightened things, i'm so enlightened and i've been transformed for the better <laughs> sometimes you come out and you still feel crap or sometimes yeah, you're or like worse than you're you went in because worse than you went in, yeah. things will rise. Rise, yeah. Um, it, particularly if you find difficulty in a posture physically, mm -hmm. that will bring tension to the mind as well. So, like, um, we all get frustrated if we can't get into a certain posture because of tightness in the hamstrings, mm -hmm. and then it creates frustration. And then you're comparing yourself to the next person as well. And then, but also, you've got that internal kind of battle with the, the chatter of the mind so you can be trying to be in that quiet you know kind of yoga place meditating mm -hmm. or um you know finding stillness in a posture but your mind's just going crazy yeah yeah so yeah sometimes you're just going to be working through things and you're just not always going to have the answer and that's part of the, the practice of yoga. It's, like it's this spectrum, it's this journey. And um, you can have moments of clarity and you can have moments of peacefulness and you're like, okay, yeah, I've kind of got things together. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, life happens. And that yoga is life. You know, mm -hmm. it's not just on the mat, doing your poses. The, pra the physical practice of yoga helps you to refine your awareness and then your awareness expands out and you're able to look at your life and your connection with other people mm -hmm. um, and who you are in the world and, and you know, what is your contribution. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all very esoteric. <laughs> I, like I don't know if you have many yoga listeners. I don't know. Um, well, as I say, like so far, it's been very much um, kind of female health and nutrition. Yeah, yeah. So the most of the listeners on this podcast so far um are female mm -hmm. um and you know but this is kind of the second episode that's been about yoga yoga focused mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um the first one was just me it was a follow-up actually so i did mention you and um touched on yin mm -hmm. in my stress episode mm -hmm. part one with was with paula gillen and part two was just me following up on like yoga and breathwork techniques and stuff so mm -hmm. um and i mentioned you for yin um because i knew we had this episode coming up as well so um it was a nice way sort of tie-in to help people just get more information on yin if, if they're interested because mm -hmm. i mean really i thought it would be amazing to chat with you about yin because i i feel like a lot of people don't know enough about it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot, like a lot of people in my life, just think yoga is yoga. Yeah. You know, um, and they don't understand that like there's so many different areas of yoga, like so many different areas of yoga that I'm sure we don't even know about. Mm -hmm. um, but when I first done a yoga pra uh, yoga practice, it was uh, hatha hatha yoga, mm -hmm. and I hated it. I actually didn't like it. Mm -hmm. 
and then I found vinyasa and I was yeah. like wow <laughs> and then I found yin and I was like wow <laughs> so like they're my two faves but yeah it's just to give people a bit of context into like what it's actually about you know mm-hmm. and so um we'll talk more um with you about you know maybe like who yin's most suitable for and mm-hmm. you know because obviously if you've got different types of injuries then holding different yin poses for long periods of time might not be a great idea yeah and um, and stuff like that so well they they refer uh, yin yoga is referred to as the other half of yoga mm. um and i always say yin yoga is not glamorous mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of why i think it's hidden sometimes you know, it doesn't really photograph that well. It doesn't, it's not very Instagrammable. Mm. Um, um, you know, it's from the outside looking in, it would appear quite boring. You know, yeah. it doesn't have any pizzazz no, totally or excitement, you know? Yeah. So if people are looking for something that's quite engaging, like an engaging sort of practice or, you know, quote unquote workout, you mm. know, it really is a work in because it's such an internal practice. Um, but in saying that, so like the crux of yin yoga is um, you will uh, do poses and you hold poses for prolonged periods of time. Mm-hmm. And what happens in the yin yoga practice is you find the shape, you relax into the shape for the period of time. And when we say relax, you actually relax your muscles. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that they're coming to stretch their muscles, but the practice of yin is a practice uh, for your connective tissue and for your joints and for your fascia mm-hmm. okay so the fascia is like that kind of membrane that encases your whole muscular mm-hmm. um, body and there's a lot of uh, material in there and you are stretching very deeply into the joints so it's really a practice for the health of your joints and usually when people come when they've got any sort of inflexibility or mobility problems, people usually don't come into you and go, oh, my bicep is tight or, you know, my, you know, my big toe is tight. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can have tight quads and tight buttocks. And, but when you think about the hips. Buttocks, you always say that. Buttocks, yeah, buttocks. The buttocks. <laughs> I love the buttocks. <laughs> um, the practice, again, primarily will focus from the, like the navel down. Uh-huh. But of course there is upper body stuff that you can do and of course the spine mm-hmm. um, can be a, a, is obviously a key focus um, but yeah so a practice for the health of the joints mm-hmm. and help the health of the connective tissue and the reason that you spend periods of time in it is because it takes longer to uh, get into those in yin yoga we call them targeted areas mm-hmm. so to get into those targeted areas of the hips or the connective tissue mm-hmm. it doesn't just take 30 seconds which would be, you know, stretching of the hamstrings or the quadriceps, it takes longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you come out of the pose, sometimes you feel like you've aged about 40 years <laughs> because there's, you're basically applying what my teacher Josh uh, Summers calls, calls it, a positive stress. So if you think of like, um, like a wooden shelf mm-hmm. and you put like, 10 kilos in the middle of it Mm -hmm. and then it kind of like bows slightly in the middle that's what you're doing to your connective tissue and your joints so you're putting on a positive moderate enough stress to bring around a change in that area and then when the more you do that over time that is whenever you're able to increase your flexibility in that targeted area which then increases your range of motion 
Right. So that's basically the physical understanding behind mm-hmm. behind yin. Um, and yeah, I just I just love it. <laughs> um, I love the stillness. I love how it quiets the mind. I love it's a floor based practice. You wouldn't stand. Mm-hmm. It's on the floor. There is a there is wall work that you can do yeah. on it. Um, and for people that find meditation, like just coming to sit down and meditate, a lot of people find that very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, which is why you would have like more active yoga practices to get into a flow state to mm-hmm. then sit. A lot of people find that yin yoga is a great gateway into meditation because first of all, that opens the body so that you can mm-hmm. sit yeah. in meditation and you can be comfortable. Um, but then also it's... It's like a very deep meditative class. Yeah. So because you're still in the poses, so that's what I do. It's like find the shape, get into the pose, find stillness, be there. And then when I'm there, I'm practicing mindfulness. I'm aware of thoughts coming and going. I'm um, conscious that thoughts will arise mm-hmm. and I can decide not to attach to them. And, and, and you know, meditation arises and I can have deeper experiences and actually I've been in uh, yin yoga poses before and like uh, answers have come to me about problems wow. you know just like you would in a meditation if you've ever had that experience where you're just like ah I know exactly what to do about that I have experienced that so many times like mostly with vinyasa but um, I know exactly what you mean it's the most amazing feeling mm-hmm. like you go into class and you don't really, you've, you've something on your mind and you don't, you need an answer. Mm-hmm. And you come out and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I need to do. No yeah. worries. What was I stressing about? Mm-hmm. But, um, like I done that yin workshop with you uh, here in Yoga Corner oh a couple gosh, of years ago. Was, yeah. Remember, was that remember? with Sarah? Yeah. Yeah, it was when we were she doing Go together. Yeah, yeah. That was probably what, about two, Years ago, maybe? maybe about three years ago I think when the studio when your quarter just opened yeah and it was like about three I think it was two or three hours it was three hours yeah three, it hours, three hours yeah of purely yin wasn't it there was yin restorative yoga nidra there might have been a wee bit of oh, yeah, flow right there might have been a wee bit of flow and it was just so lovely but after see like after any yin practice or anything you just you don't want to get up and, and go back outside I call it like I refer to yin yoga as like a retreat into yourself. Mm-hmm. So, in the modern world, I refer word, to it as being yoga stoned. Yoga stoned, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but we can have so many um, responsibilities now these days. Whether we've got like really demanding careers, mm-hmm. children, pets that need constant attention, um, relatives. A lot of people look after relatives. Yeah. Um, a lot of people look after kids that aren't their own. Houses, everything. And with technology and iPhones and iPads and Apple TV and all of the stuff, we're constantly on, like all the time. Yeah. And that those are all yang qualities of the of the body and yang qualities in the mind. All this physical rushing around, mm-hmm. and then when we come to sit, and we're using devices. The brain's still going, processing information constantly. So now more than ever, we need more introspective ways to look inwards so that sort of quiet reflective Mm -hmm. uh introspective practice of yin where there's 
little to no stillness because we've been going like I actually when I was 15 I got an award at like a summer camp (laughs) in America for and my the award was the Duracell Bunny Award (laughs) no way and whenever they were they were like oh and the Duracell Bunny Award and I was like oh my god I was like I'm gonna get that award and they were like oh it's Dennis and I was like <laughs> Thanks. I just knew it was me, you know, because that, and I have calmed since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether you're an effervescent person or not, uh, like I know my husband wouldn't be the most kind of like jazzy sort of effervescent person, but I know that he obviously. He's balanced well then? We do balance well, but he would internalize the stress. Uh-huh. And you would, from the outside looking in, you wouldn't know that there would be a stressful situation going, but that's being mm-hmm. put somewhere else. So it doesn't matter whether you're hyper or not. Yeah. We all experience stress and anxiety and we all have different days, to, uh, different ways to deal with it. Some people need to get on the treadmill. Some people need to get out mm-hmm. and run. Some people need to do a vinyasa class. A hot bath. A hot bath. And then, but we also need to learn how to balance that with quieter entry. Cause if you're just mm-hmm. giving away all of your energy all the time, Yeah. You're, you're eventually going to end up depleted and that is actually a good way to, um, to lead on to the fact that yin yoga actually has a benefit for your internal organs mm-hmm. so yin yoga runs alongside uh, traditional Chinese medicine and um, Taoist theory so mm-hmm. um, in yoga for example everybody's heard of like prana mm-hmm. and chakras Okay, mm-hmm. and the prana is like the energy that flows through the body, and your chakras are these, um, you know, vortexes um, of energy. There's like yeah. seven of them. So in Yin Yoga and in Chinese medicine, you have um, meridian lines. Mm-hmm. You have twelve of them. There's twelve meridian lines, and each of the meridian lines they allow chi to flow around the body. So if you've ever heard of like qi gong or qi, mm-hmm. it's all the same. And chi is just basically the Chinese and the Japanese variation of prana. It's just yeah. their understanding mm. of, of uh, life force energy. Um, and anybody that's gone for acupuncture, um, for like, I know you have a lot of female listeners, for like fertility mm-hmm. or for like um, menstruation problems, anything yeah. like that there. Um, I've had acupuncture for back problems and for stress. The acupuncture needles, they stimulate meridian lines mm-hmm. in order to allow chi to allow like the I don't know if you say bad chi or not but to allow kind of any toxins to be released yeah. to allow the flow of chi to be more regular so, so in, in yin from blockages, yoga, and stuff from like blockages. Yeah. so yin yoga does the same thing mm-hmm. so it stimulates the meridian lines in the body to encourage a more fluid uh, movement of chi so you're removing energetic blockages and so that you can live a more sort of, um, you can kind of, when things do arise, like struggles, you yeah. can kind of go with the flow, you know, so you're kind of less out of sync. Okay. Um, and instead of uh, chakras, the uh, focus uh, for where the energy is stored is they're stored in the organs. Okay. Um, and so you wouldn't go, okay, so I'm gonna, st- so, uh, meridian lines you wouldn't be like okay so today we're working on the um, the kidney meridian lines that doesn't mean that you're just solely working on your kidney all the time yeah because the meridian lines run through the body um, they all have a knock-on effect on each other but you know you can 
do practices which are more focused on um, the kidney. So like back bends, for example, mm-hmm. like sphinx and things like that. They're, they're more nourishing for the kidneys on the back of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, the liver, for example, would be a place where you would hold a lot of like fire or anger if you're out of balance. So you're basically trying to bring your internal body and therefore your mood and how you express yourself into into balance through the yin yoga practice right you know so you could go down a whole rabbit field a rabbit hole of like um meridian lines and mm-hmm. um uh, that's all very technical stuff isn't it it's all quite technical um there is a theory called five elemental theory so you can um uh, sequence your, your your yoga practice or follow sequences of yoga practice which are sequenced by the elements mm-hmm. um, so each organ within the body corresponds to an element mm-hmm. whether it's wood or fire or water or metal or I love elemental flows okay. but you really need to be like really knowledgeable yeah. um, you don't need to be knowledgeable for for it to work you know if you're a practitioner if you're doing it if you go mm-hmm. to somebody but if you're going to be doing those sort of things in yin and, and um, you need to go to somebody that kind of knows what they're so I wouldn't really um, sequence elementally yeah I would sequence um, more physically like okay so we're going to work on the outer hips today or we're going to work okay. on the spine today um, uh, there's more training that I that I um, need to do okay and see with the 12 meridians mm-hmm. so maybe that's the area of the more training that you want to do or is that currently something that so when you're sequencing a class as well as like picking target points in the body yeah would you also or would you typically be that a class will be structured to hit those 12 meridians for balancing no, no. sometimes you can just work on uh, well so sometimes for example your practice might just work on um, like the liver and the gallbladder meridians. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might just work on two meridians. But, you know, the body is holistic, you yeah. know, so it's everything does get touched on. Mm-hmm. There might be more of a lean towards, yeah. um, but it doesn't discount, like, mm-hmm. the rest. Um, I haven't really been to a class or in recent years where somebody's gone okay so today we're working on these meridian lines or today we're working on the energy in and around these organs you just kind of come in and be like most it would people, probably freak people out though too because yeah but maybe people would like less like not really understand that as much and again yeah. it's just again they're theories you know they're theories yeah. and they're they're quite esoteric you know they're quite eastern and yeah. the approach and western people like to know oh I can come to yin and it's a it's a really kind of passive stretch mm. it's a big deep stretch practice it's a passive stretch practice I know that I can come to that and I'm going to get a really good stretch yeah. I'm going to be relaxed and I'll probably leave here walking like John Wayne <laughs> and that's good for me because which let's be honest we all do when we leave here <laughs> practicing you know so so that's that's kind of like a geeky side to yin okay. but um, I know for like any listeners and things um who might be working on like hormonal stuff yeah. and things like that. There is a whole line that you can go down with um, mm-hmm. the health of your hormones, but you would need to go to somebody that really... is very specialized in that area. Yeah, that you would you might, like my uh, yin yoga teacher, Josh, 
Um, he is an acupuncturist and again yoga teacher. Amazing. So he would he knows his shit. Yeah. Like he literally knows his shit. So yeah. he would have clients go to him, treating them for whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, here's your thing, and they would go to him for classes as well and yeah. do a whole pile of stuff with him online. You know. Acupuncture is fascinating, and actually, I think with acupuncture you have to do one year of uh, Western medicine. Oh really? I think. Well, of course, oh, I was right. actually looking at last week. Was I get targeted with all sorts on Facebook because yeah. oh uh, yeah, with of your everything yeah, that yeah, I interact yeah. with. So, yeah. um, but yes, so so yin yoga is yin yoga. It's it a yin is. practice. But um, I was doing a bit of reading yesterday and seeing that like a lot of sources were saying that sort of yang practices are much more popular mm-hmm. which is i mean obviously the case with vinyasa ashtanga and all that um so yeah i don't know i think it's just like trying to get people in the way of like finding a bit of time to chill out and okay. kind of step back a bit you know i suppose any quieter sort of practices or quieter moments I mean they come anyway in a yoga class you know in shavasana and meditation Um, but you know even if I'm teaching a vinyasa class I'll try to put in you know one or like one or two yin poses like a really nice um, you know sleeping pigeon and you always do yeah it's called swan you know and because so many of the meridian lines connect into the hips Mm -hmm. so it's a great release for a variety of different reasons and most people's hips Mm-hmm. are just super tight from office work sitting yeah. running weightlifting gym yeah. like when you're in the yoga world you're you're of the five percent you might be super fle- if you're a super flexible teacher mm-hmm. like i'm in like that's not the norm for 95 percent of people so mm-hmm. i'm very conscious of let's get a wee bit of hip work in yeah. there um but most of my classes are quite deep in the hips <laughs> um let's talk a wee bit about the hips actually and let's talk about yoga for uh, sorry yin yoga for releasing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um lots of like uh like in ancient uh yogic traditions believe that the hips are a story a wastage ground and a storage space for negative emotions and negative feelings and memories and stuff as well mm-hmm. so it said that we store and um Probably mostly women, but I would say both. We store a lot in our hips. Yeah. So our hips and our buttocks. And our buttocks. <laughs> our buttocks. Yo ass. So like, um, a lot of people put a lot of stress and tension in their bum, mm-hmm. and they don't even realize that right. they're like they'll be clenching their bum, and they don't even realize that their bum is clenched. That's gonna look so gross, guys. Don't do that. Yeah, so like whenever I was going for acupuncture for like my back, she was like doing my back and then she was like, okay, relax your buttocks. And I was like, okay. And she's like, no, seriously, like, can, like, can you try to breathe and relax them? Because they were just wow. clenching up. So like a lot of people with back pain, um, it comes from like tight hips, but also yeah. from like really clenched mm. glutes, you know? And that's tension. That's so and much it's tension. tension. A lot of people put tension into the hips and into the, the bum. So yeah, like in like Eastern practices, um, the hips are looked at as like a place where there's like a lot of emotion, mm-hmm. um, a lot of memory. And if you think about like when you injure yourself and you have a scar uh, physically and you're like, like I've got a scar in the back mm-hmm. of my hand. Um, and 
you can go through things in life, whether you're conscious of them or not, which can leave an emotional scar mm-hmm. and that can reside in the body. It can res- really reside anywhere, but a, a lot of the time they can reside in the hips. Mm-hmm. And when you are, when you sometimes can do hip work, there can be like an emotional release where sometimes people will cry like and not like sobbing like you know sometimes there can be like silent tears running down people's faces that's 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 happened quite often Mm -hmm. um and that can be a wee bit scary for people as well because they 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 don't know why that's happening yeah and they can be afraid of that they can be like and especially if that happens then in a public class and then they can get embarrassed yeah um so as a teacher, sometimes you have to assure people of like, listen, it's okay. You can sit here and you can you can weep, yeah. and um, you're in a safe space. Nobody notices. Yeah. You're having your experience, and just let them have that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of human nature to run to people and be like, oh, oh my god, are you okay? What's wrong? What can mm-hmm. I do? Oh, don't cry. It's okay. So yeah, yeah. you know, but it's like let the tears flow. Like yeah. let it come out. Um, also, uh, with emotion, um, like I, I wouldn't really cry, mm-hmm. and again, I don't know. With the shadow work, I'm just like, why do I not cry very much? No, I've cried quite a lot the past year. Have you? <laughs> yeah, um, quite a bit, and and again, it's because I'm doing the shadow work. I'm looking at yeah. the. It's easy to put things away and lock them away and mm-hmm. not look at them, yeah. but then when you start to like chip away at things you can be like I actually yeah I'm hurt yeah I am hurt that's painful yeah and it's easy to lock things away and protect yourself from them but um when you when you are gonna dive deep and do the work Mm -hmm. um whether that's through yoga whether that's through meditation whether that's through herbalism and nutrition and and and, or hypnosis whatever it's gonna be you know things are gonna rise to the surface and then your job then is to learn how to deal mm-hmm. acknowledge them first a lot of people just want to like be like oh don't want to feel that yeah. push it away no you're if you're doing this internal work you have to be you have to be willing yeah. to sit with the uncomfortableness of it all and it's dark and it's dark and and physical discomfort happens in, in yin yoga yeah we talk about a scale of like not to ten ten being like the yeah. like the most sensation you want to be about like a six or a seven mm-hmm. so you want it to be a sustainable sensation but within that discomfort can arise yeah physical discomfort and then of course emotional discomfort yeah and you have to be willing to deal with it so a lot of people might shy away from yin yoga because they're not yeah. ready to deal with stuff yet because ultimately yeah like you are shining a big light down on what you're what's in the dark kind of it's like the yeah kind of reminds me of the full moon like when the full moon comes out it shines in on all those dark places mm-hmm. and and it brings a lot kind of to the surface the surface so yeah the surface. and that you have to to deal with it but mm-hmm. um but like as a in a classroom setting you're just holding space for people to have their own experience yeah you know and you know it's a really emotional thing you know it mm-hmm. really is an emotional thing I've seen people just really upset and people have left upset and they've been like but I'm not I'm not really selling <laughs> yin yoga very well here no do you know what you, you are know? like I'm such an emotional person like I am over emotional um, and I'm a crier so but I consider that 
I consider myself to be lucky for that because I now value um, the element of release with crying. Mm-hmm. Like you really release so much stuff that mm-hmm. you're holding on to. Um, so like I, I could see a dog and cry. Yeah. Or like, you know, maybe, yeah, like my husband, maybe I have like serious issues. He would cry at the drop of a hat, you know, yeah. whereas my, my release, unfortunately, I know for me with my shadow work, my release is anger. Yeah. You know, and so you can go one of two ways. You can either be mm-hmm. angry or you can be emotional. And they're, they're basically both the same. Mm-hmm. They might be, they might look very different, mm-hmm. but they're actually the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same. You're, you're having this really powerful reaction yeah but then it's just manifesting itself in different ways yeah you know if you're able to chip away at things you would realize it's actually the same yeah you know it's just another form of release release really yeah and um, no pigeon pose like back to the posture like i have cried my eyes out in pigeon pose before <laughs> um and it happened to me in india in yoga teacher training like it was very powerful and mm-hmm. um, and then actually it happened to me in Jessica's class at Flow one, right. one day. I was like, oh God, um, buried my head though. Cause you don't want anyone to see, yeah, it is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just kind of let me be. She gave me a gentle wee rub in the back to be like, it's all good. And let me be, which is nice. Um, I don't really know if I've had anyone cry in my classes before. Maybe I'm just not uh, doing it right. <laughs> No, I'm only joking. Um, but no, uh, I'd say in terms of yin then. So, obviously, it's suitable for everyone, really. I mean, to an extent. Yeah. With injuries and age kind of in my mind. Mm-hmm, Would you mm-hmm. say anything for anyone listening that might think, oh, I don't know if yin's suitable for me. I can't really hold postures that long. Or, mm-hmm. you know, obviously... Yin's very um, prop focused as well. Well, actually, that's only happened in recent years. Right. Um, traditionally, Yin, well, in saying this, traditionally, Yin's only really been around practicing it in this form since like the 60s or the 70s. Oh. Um, and it, props would not have been used. Oh. But I am, I am not afraid to use props. And yeah. a lot of people. The thing about props is that props can, they remove sensation out of poses. So say your experience, so usually props are coming in to give you support, okay? But that can take away from you being able to move into that sensation and to have that experience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think like, oh, what's the difference between restorative yoga and yin yoga? Yin yoga is a targeted practice a targeted specific practice into areas of the body to bring around a change okay Okay. restorative yoga is a passive practice of rest okay and you will use props to prop the body so that you can have the most amount of comfort okay but in yin there is discomfort but you can use props bolsters for like back bends Mm -hmm. um uh, when you're kind of reclining back, like in something like uh, Badakadasana, uh, like in saddle, okay, um, where you're on the shins, yeah, you're sitting between the feet and you're reclining back, like most people, very, mm-hmm. like you'll have seen. Um, I know she hates the pose, and we were doing the challenge with um, Grace Tempany on Instagram. Heather hates saddle, <laughs> but and you'll see uh, if you've 
remember her, any of her videos, she would have had like a bolster and cushions and she would have had loads <laughs> because going back yeah. there physically for her mm-hmm. was not good. Um, so yeah, you can use props, but you don't need to have props to use it. Props give a wee bit of support to kind of take the sting out sometimes. Okay. But you still want to feel something. You don't want to prop yourself so much that you know that you don't experience any sort of sensation. Yeah. But who would it be suitable? I mean, it's suitable for everybody. I, I suppose the one person that would really sort of need to take care is people who are hypermobile. Mm-hmm. People who are already very flexible. Yeah. You will either have people coming to yin yoga that are there because they are very inflexible yeah and they want to increase their flexibility or you'll have people who are very flexible and they love they just love doing things that they can do for long periods of time because they're like oh, oh yeah this is really great for me and it's like you need to be careful um because you're putting that stress into those target areas and if you are already very if you're already either very flexible or hypermobile a lot of those people can't really feel anything in mm. the areas that are being so if you're doing a yin yoga practice and you don't really feel much mm-hmm. you need to question what's going on there and why you're practicing yin um, if it's just to have quiet time probably best to scale back and just work on meditation Okay. you don't want to be going into a yin yoga pose and being like oh I don't really feel anything because I'm really already flexible it's like you might not feel anything but it's still having an effect on your body right you know and you could be just overstretching your hips overstretching your glutes yeah overstretching your piriformis uh, to the point then where you're just completely unbalanced and yeah. then you have to work on your strength yeah so it's a fine line carla it's a fine line so there's always yin within yang and yang within yin mm-hmm. and somebody might come and be like all i call it floopy like the buffet like all floopy <laughs> and they might be all floopy and it's like floopy. well you actually need to be doing some strength training yeah with a trainer yeah. you need to be okay. um doing deadlifts and squats and all that kind of stuff to yeah. you know you just can't just be all flexible flexible no, all the time no definitely not it's good to have that balance as well of like i like particularly with lockdown as well like i was always very gym 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 boxing mm-hmm. circuits running yang 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 go 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 and then no and then and that's depleting like you know that is depleting oh totally mm-hmm. and then um it was like just yoga for a while and mm-hmm. then I was like no I kind of like I think it's nice to mix it up but now that I've started more of the running and stuff again I'm so much tighter and all that in my hamstrings but let me ask you a question so say all that like go 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 and all that like obviously that's completely um there's a, a massive correlation and link with anxiousness yeah. and stuff so um are, I would say we have very similar personalities and um, we're very like outgoing and you know we're the class clown and we're all you know mm-hmm. but um, I'm starting to notice maybe the older I get and the more I'm kind of learning about my spiritual practice and and all of that that and, and I give way too much of my energy away and mm-hmm. um, so like you touched on Ricky at the start and um, when I had Ricky done the guy actually said I'm taking some of your energy away you have too much and you're giving too much of it away mm-hmm. I was depleted for like three days I was like so exhausted afterwards yeah I was yeah, like give like me back my up, energy yeah. it scared me knocked a wee bit but you know I I think that a lot of that go 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 have to be busy all the time you know is 
so heavily linked to that overthinking mind and mm-hmm. that kind of anxiousness and and it can also cause and it can, can keep ca- you it can cause um anxiousness it can cause yeah it can increase mm-hmm. you're keeping that that churning that internal churning mm-hmm. is manifesting externally mm-hmm. and then that feeds the internal churning where it's just this cycle yeah. the cycle of of hamster wheel churning hamster totally. wheel churning because um, your central nervous system's like spiked heavily when you're you, you can know, only, on you the can go, only deal on with so much, yeah. Um, and then, and and then when you when you actually go to have a quiet practice or a meditation, I love what Elizabeth says. Elizabeth Welty, we're talking about all these people as if everybody knows them. <laughs> um, Doctor Elizabeth Welty, um, is uh, the owner of Flow Studios, where Dennis also teaches, um, and where I practice, and. Elizabeth says that stillness is hard, sorry, movement is hard, but stillness is harder because when you stop, Mm -hmm. you know, that's when the shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. Like that's when the mind goes, I didn't turn this off. I didn't do this. I need to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry. I need to phone this person. You know, that Mm -hmm. it's just like when the mind starts to go like crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, yeah, I mean, Practicing yin at home or meditation at home, sometimes I find doing it in a group setting is so much easier for me. I can settle in a bit more. Yeah, and a lot of people can't, um, they can't settle at home. Yeah. You can, not everybody has the luxury of being able to turn off their phone or not have their kids bother them for, mm-hmm. well, God, 20 minutes, let alone an hour or an hour and a half. You know, so coming yeah. to a studio setting and doing yoga for... Uh, doing yin yoga for 60 or 90 minutes I love a 90 minute class an mm-hmm. hour just isn't enough for yeah. yin 90 minutes really is ideal or longer but 90 would be kind of like the, the yeah. average um, because it will allow you and at the start there can be this whole battle with yourself and your mind at the start of it and then there's a part then where you get to your practice where your mind just goes it just gives up yeah it can give up the battle and just be like, okay, I'm just going to surrender to this practice, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and you leave, yeah, feeling whatever way you're going to feel, sometimes nourished, you yeah. know, sometimes the anxiety goes, sometimes the anxiety is still there. Like I actually suffer from anxiety. So, mm-hmm. um, I, that's why I started yoga years ago was yeah. anxiety, stress, just living in fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know overstimulation just mm-hmm. you know it was just it all just got too much yeah. you know and that's sometimes that just doesn't go away that's just something that you're just learning how to deal with you know yeah. so no I agree and like yoga is not a one you know come to one class and you're just your life's going to change forever it's, mm-hmm. it is a complete work in progress like you have to put in the work and mm-hmm. um, and then you can have a really good run for a bit and then it hits you again, you know. Yeah. Um, I would say anxiety is definitely part of my life too. Like I totally, um, I just overthink everything that could possibly be overthought. Mm-hmm. And I think that that applies to like the vast majority of the population, but it's, it's, it's just becoming aware of that. Um, well, it's the whole fight or flight thing, do you yeah. know what I mean? And that can become, I think, exacerbated by the constant going that we're always doing, mm-hmm. you know, like the, and like, instead of like stresses, like in the natural world, we've got stresses of like, 
oh shit, I've got that deadline. Oh God, I'm like 10 yeah. grand in debt. Oh yeah. God, I hate my job. Oh God, my parents are really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've missed, I've missed that payment. What am I going to do? Yeah. Or my car's broken down. I don't have the money to, you yeah. know, and these are all, we, they're like shocks to the system constantly, you know, and, um, you know, that's, we can live with, you know, low or moderate levels of anxiety and not even realize that they're there and then things can just blow up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, of course, because there's only so much you can take. Yeah. You know, but then we've got these practices then that we can use um, to kind of help us. And um, like, I wouldn't discount Western medicine as well. Yeah. Like, I've made it quite known. Like, I've been on antidepressants for nearly a year, mm-hmm. you know, um, but not because I was depressed, mm-hmm. but because my anxiety just got too much that I was just like in a state of. Yeah. I was just in a state that yeah. I could not get out of. It was just. Yeah. It was just so overwhelming mm-hmm. that I made the choice to do it. But know, it's good to, to, to go do on. that because like a lot of um, people like in our line of like life or work or whatever with yoga with this, you know, mm-hmm. people think, you know, you either do yoga and eat the veg and mm-hmm. do the herbally stuff or you are without, like more for Western medicine, but definitely you have to have a I use both both I use course, both and because... I use talking therapies like I go for therapy yeah um although that's kind of you know with lockdown and stuff that was kind of off for months and now it's mm-hmm. just kind of starting back up again but I use western medicine and eastern medicine I wouldn't be massive into like taking like tinctures and taking yeah. I have done in the past like I've taken homeopathy homeopathic treatments and yeah. um, I really do love um, acupuncture and I love cupping so a lot of the stuff Ooh, that I actually like falls on like the eastern it actually doesn't fall under like Indian yeah. um, stuff it falls under Chinese or Japanese stuff I more resonate with that okay with acupuncture with cupping with uh yin yoga mm-hmm. um with chi um i and that uh, w- that has is more of like a fluid yeah sort of spectrum mm-hmm. with the, it's all about like chi flow and yeah. bringing yourself back into balance and those practices are less linear and postural yeah um and it's more it, it's kind of got more of this fluidity about them um but that's just me personally um yeah yeah sounds <laughs> good well like that was all amazing um i could probably talk to you for several more hours but um yeah that well, was my amazing pleasure. thanks for having me on thank you so much for coming on mm-hmm. um and yeah i'd wanted to get young for a while so that was um that was yummy yeah yeah well thank you very much um thank you and Look, if anybody wants to, so you're still teaching online and you're uh teaching in person. Yes. So quickly tell me where you're at and how people can find you. Okay, so well, I'm here in Yoga Quarter where we're recording. So I'm here on a Thursday morning at 10 Mm o'clock and I am teaching in a CrossFit gym on a Wednesday night. Okay. I know, I know, I've now started CrossFit. Um, <laughs> because I didn't have enough yang in my life, I, I was know. going to yin, so it was just like, oh, um, and that just kind of happened where a guy um, that I, he used to come to class and flow, he, we live in the same area, and he saw me in Tesco and a couple of years back, and then he 
contacted me and he's like, are you still here uh, in this area? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I now teach in a CrossFit gym. So, uh, nice. But you don't need to be a CrossFit member. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's up in Molosk. It's called Avenge. Okay. So uh, Wednesday night at quarter past eight. And I teach for Flow Studio Monday and Tuesday in person. Uh, Monday and Tuesday night in Hill Street in person. And then Wednesday, Thursday and Friday online for them. And then I'm actually starting my own online community Wow. Um, on my website. So that is launching uh, on the 21st of September, so Monday nice. week. Uh, so that's yogawithdennis.com. And there's going to be uh, live stream classes and um, workshops and monthly membership. Lovely. So you sign up for um, the month or for the year and you're going to have like a library of practices that you can enjoy. So there'll be flow in there and of course there'll be lots of yin. Yeah. And uh, I might even have other teachers guessing, guest teaching and doing workshops and things like that. Lovely. So that's all in its infancy. I'm just trying to get that off the ground now. Yeah. So. Um, and what about your InstaG handle? What about my InstaG handle? And you've got I've a got handle? I've got several. <laughs> <laughs> my main one is just Yoga with Dennis. Dennis with one N. Okay. And um, I also have a podcast called mm-hmm. uh, Spaces Between Us. Nice. So that handle is Spaces Between Us podcast, and that's about uh, the relationships that we have with each other, mm-hmm. um, either in the the work in the world of yoga, yeah. um, whether it's teachers or um, students and how uh, the shared experiences and the shared things that we go through um, and how yoga kind of, through that shared experience, how it brings us together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got another Instagram handle called Learn Yin Yoga, mm-hmm. um, which was going to be more yin focused, but I've shifted my focus to have everything more with yoga with Dennis yeah. rather than just, but I probably will tend to learn yin more um, after I get my website and stuff off the ground and just have like a, a home solely just for Yen as well. Yeah. So. Okay, sounds this, good. This so things. I suppose um, if people wanted to do like, you know, a lot of our uh, podcast uh, listeners are like in Australia and stuff as well. Oh, wow. Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> good eye. I used to live in Sydney. I used to live in Sydney. Like, did well, I did like, a, did like a year out and Ooh. did Sydney for like a year. Me too, actually. Oh, wow. Sydney and Melbourne. Oh, I never got to Mel- Melbourne. Did you know? I started that? working in Sydney and then I fell into working. And, Melbourne's so um, your vibe. You would love Melbourne. I know everybody was saying like yeah. it's more, it's like really artsy. Yeah. And... You see that coffee and peanut butter bowl we just had mm-hmm. on tap in Melbourne. Yeah. And probably, and like even better than what we oh, just had. Big time. So, like, so good. Their coffee culture is amazing. Oh, so. it's amazing. The brunch. And, oh, yum. Oh. But here, yes. Yeah, so... Um, probably better I, I would say maybe better to nip over to Yoga with Dennis Instagram for more information yeah that's where everything is Yeah, on anything related to this episode and also for like maybe info and getting links to Mind Body or whatever to book any of your I, classes it's all, it's, all, it's all there yeah it's so all it's there. all there so thank you so much thank you Carla thank you. Oh, it was a real pleasure to be on I know good luck it was amazing to have you <laughs> thanks thank you